I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome into our number two of the Outdoor Show. Glad to have you with us and uh, inviting you, as always, to send your text messages in real time to the studio here and to the show at 870-870. Sorry we can't take any attached pictures. If you want to send me a photograph, I'd love to see them, but send those to my website at Don the Outdoors Guy. Dot com and look under the contact Don button and you can shoot me an email there and we'll love to uh, look at your pictures and maybe share them with our audience. All right, uh, looking at the text message board, what's on people's mind is there, boy, if you've been listening to the news reports, there's so much anxiety and hysteria over the coronavirus. Um, and, you know, you can't take too many precautions. You always want to err on the side of caution, but uh, I think it's almost getting to a point of hysteria and all this raised anxiety and cleaning out store shelves. Uh, I don't think it's time for any of that. All right, uh, here's one. Uh, we're also asking you, what is your first sign that spring is here? One says, I, I seen the first June bug last night. Had the porch light on, opened up the door, and he beat me into the house. Here's one says, I live in Slidell, work in Metairie. I can tell when spring was here. I started seeing alligators alongside of the I-10 between Irish Bayou and Parish Road. Yep, when those gators start popping out in the turtles, that's a sign spring is here. There's another one says when the pecan tree sprouting, that means that winter is over, which means I guess spring is here. All right, here's a question. Don, is the sportsman show still on in Gonzales? Uh, all right, I have not received official word from the sportsman show, but I have had words coming from, uh, actually it was Dennis Bilo who is uh, an exhibitor there who said that it has been canceled for the rest of the weekend. Uh, that is not an official notification, but I'm assuming that with the number of events, anything over 250 people, and certainly they were expecting a whole lot more than that. Uh, I'm not surprised that it has been canceled. So what does that mean? you got places to go. The weather's good. Get out there and fish. Um, you know, the charter guides, uh, a lot of the charter business guys, they're losing customers. They're getting cancellations from people who were to fly in from out of town, people scared to travel. That means they're opened up for local fishermen who maybe don't have a boat, got some time off, kids are going to be off school. Uh, if you go to my website and you listen to these guys that give these reports every week, most of them have websites and uh, phone numbers and Facebook pages where you can book a trip with them. It makes it very easy and very successful. Here's one says, I don't understand the toilet paper craze. wasn't that long ago we used washable diapers. Us deer hunters know all about a good oak leaf. <laughs> Thank God I'm so country boy. That's from Bo. Yeah, you know, uh, I've heard uh, Spanish moss and real desperate pine needles. 
uh, whatever they can find out there sometimes. Uh, what is your replacement for toilet paper when you're in the woods? Text us, 87870. Not the, the topic I like to talk about the most, but one that during these times could be pretty important. All right, here's uh, one about the favorite catfish bait. It's garlic cheese dough balls. I mix a couple cups of flour, cheap as you can, with water. I then add grated cheese, cheddar cheese, and a lot of garlic powder. Mix it good. I get one large ball that I call the mother ball and then break off small pieces to put on the hook. Catfish love it. I can see why. Pretty appetizing to me, too. All right, here's one that wants to know, what is it that Jeff Brule skips under the docks? Well, I saw him skipping tube jigs because we were fishing for white perch. But you could really do it with any bait. It's not so much the bait, it's the action. And it's kind of an underhand flip. And it's just like skipping a stone across the water. And he is one of the very best at it. He can get those baits 20 feet up underneath a very tight dock. And that's where those fish are lurking and laying. I've seen it happen. We'll get him to demonstrate it one time for us on on camera. I may have it on the video we shot two weeks ago. I'll take a look at it and see. All right, here's one. Uh, white perch on the Tickfall River, slow due to dirty water for the past three months. When the water clears up, they should really be stacked up on the 30 Christmas trees I sank in January. If I guess, you could catch some with shiners right now. And that's from the guy I call the king of the Tickfall River, Frankie D. I've fished with him, great fisherman, knows that river like the back of his hand. All right, I got some more text messages coming in. I'll get to those in a second, but right after this, you're going to hear me talk with the guy I fished with on Thursday. He and my younger brother, Lou. Let me tell you, young Lou did good, man. We put him in the back of the boat with a popping cork and a Berkeley gulp, and, man, he kicked a butt on some big St. Joseph's altar redfish. Back with the story and find out what Mike's up to as we uh, venture into a dense fog advisory again this morning, but going to get very nice after that. Good day to get out, turkey hunt if you're in Mississippi, fish if you're anywhere along the Great Gulf Coast. Back with more on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And it's time for our Mike Gallo Fishing Report. It's a presentation of CETO. They offer fuel drops whenever and whenever you need it. Tow in 24-7, jump start you. It's peace of mind knowing rescue is just a call away. You get all that for $179 for a year. Right now, got their 14-month for a 12 special on. You can become a member. I encourage you to do it. You can do it by calling Captain Chris. Friendly guy. He'll talk fishing with you, too, but he'll also sign you up at 504-301-4545. If you want to do it online, easy enough. Go to seatow.com. Uh, for those of you who normally watch the Channel 4 WWL Fish and Game Report on Thursday evenings on the 6 o'clock news in New Orleans and the Outdoors Report on WBRZ Channel 2 in Baton Rouge at the 10 o'clock Thursday news, uh, there was no report, which I'm sure if you were looking for it, you knew it. And the reason was because of the extensive coverage of uh, the coronavirus issue. Uh, it was preempted, but I had a great feature. I had a great day with Captain Mike Gallo. I went out Thursday morning with younger brother Lou, who... Did a real clinic on catching some big redfish with a full horseman cork and a Berkeley Gulp white bait just a few inches underneath it. Had a great time. You will get to see that hopefully next Thursday if we're all still here and all still alive and survive this uh, pandemic. <laughs> Captain Mike joins us now. <laughs> Mike, I tell you what, Lou really impressed me, man. We stuck him in the back of the boat. We fished all the water ahead of him, and he still pulled in some really nice big St. Joseph Alta quality redfish. He did. He was certainly fisherman of the day, um, but I'm glad he was there because they kind of showed us the technique that was going to work best, and that was those nice, loud four-horsemen corks with the gulps. 
Yeah, well, it didn't take me long to switch over, but uh, you did pretty good, too, with that grass pig, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just a matter of placement, you know, and obviously when you're in front of the boat running the trolling motor, you get, I guess, uh, optimum opportunity to place your lure in the right spots. And it, it certainly helped when we moved to the little bayous where there was moving water. Uh, those fish were active, whereas the first place we went to where we didn't have near as much moving water, we could see them. We just couldn't get them a bite. Yeah, moving water was definitely the key. seemed like every place we went, except that one little dead calm pond where that nice little flounder that uh, has been deboned was laying in wait. Yeah, that was nice. You called that one. He, he, there should be a fish back there. A couple of pops, court goes under and fish on. Good trip. Mixed catch, redfish, some trout still back up in the marsh and some nice keeper trout and then picked up a flounder. Not a bad day at all. So what's happened since Thursday and what's the weekend look like? Pretty much same story? Yeah, I'm sure we'll follow the same pattern. Uh, might hold out for the fog to lift a little bit, but uh, it'll be the same type of pattern. I did have a boat go out yesterday that fished live shrimp, and uh, he did very well on speckled trout. Had a few sheephead mixed in. Um, got another report from a client of mine that has his own boat. Said he caught about 40 redfish, and they were all undersized. He departed from the Shell Beach area. So, um, that's you know, you don't like that when you're fishing, but it's good news for in the future. Absolutely. Um, people ask me every week, Mike, Lake Pontchartrain, any trout showing up? What's the story in Pontchartrain? Water looks horrible, you know, when you pass through there compared to what we saw back in those interior bayous of the Biloxi Marsh. Well, it reminds me of several years ago, uh, you and I actually caught fish when the water was dirty on the surface. But I had some good intel that of, of a scuba diver that dives in the lake and the, the bottom layer was clean. Uh, I don't have any intel as of yet on if that bottom layer of water is clean in the lake, but it's so close to my lodge. I think before my next couple of trips, I'm going to bounce some plastics at the bridges and just test it because uh, the river's dropping. We don't have near as much rain. The wind seems to be slowing down. So water ought to be cleaning up. We're going to have big spring incoming tides. Should bring in good water. So, like Daryl Copper was saying, everything's kind of lining up for things to start kicking off. And um, I don't see any reason why they shouldn't be trout at the bridges. So, I'm, like I say, I'm going to give it a try, and hopefully next week I'll have a hands-on report. Well, you know, the the secret spot in Lake Catherine produced some more speckled trout yesterday. So, it looks oh. like that's maybe getting ready to break loose, too, over that way. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, and, you know, Lake Pontchartrain certainly – not far away and probably not far behind. So, um, yeah, I'm going to give it a try this week coming. Mike, what about those popular spots over there by the uh, the, the Mister Go, the rock wall, the, the dam? Any any word over that way? I didn't have anybody go over that way because we had such good weather and we could make it to the marsh. Um, you just seem to have more options in the marsh. You know, you can go for trout and redfish and. There's a few areas by those dams where you might find some sheephead, whereas I think of the Mr. Go as more of a trout area. Um, so just I, I feel personally I have more options when I can make it to the Biloxi Marsh. So 
So when the weather allows me, that's the direction I go to. I hadn't heard any reports of the wall. I don't think anything would have changed. We're not in summer yet, so the fish are not. They shouldn't have moved out to start spawning. It's too early for that. Mm-hmm. Mike, have you experienced any uh, customer cancellations because of the coronavirus uh, issue that's going on? And if you have, uh, does that create some openings for local people for you? I have. It's. I have. I had a double whammy. Um, my customer was not only out of state going to fly in, but he's also in the medical profession. So he's certainly plenty busy with what's going on. And um, it'll create an opening for someone locally. He gave me plenty of notice. So um, he wants to reschedule. So uh, we're holding his deposit. And when he knows his schedule lightens up a little bit, he get back in touch with me and we'll get him on my books. But um, And I've heard of other captains uh, that have had some cancellations. So like you said earlier, it is going to create some openings for some local people that, uh, you know, need a getaway, and it's a very productive time of the year to go. Yeah, especially now on weekdays with the school being closed at least through the end of the month, uh, people might want to take their kids out for a day of fishing. If they don't have the boat or the equipment, you guys certainly provide that. That being said, they can find you at uh, aaofla.com. Also on my website, I've got your listing as well as several other guides at dontheoutdoorsguide.com, and they can always pick up the phone and give you a call, Mike, and check availability. Give them that telephone number. You can reach me at 985-781-7811. All right, Mike, thank you, and thank you for a great trip and a great time on Thursday. really enjoyed it, and uh, hopefully we'll let people know when that's going to be on there. Probably going to be this coming Thursday. I don't want them to miss it. Looks good. All right, Don, we'll talk to you next week. Yes, sir. Be careful of the gnats. Be prepared. I know we will. All right, coming back after this, it's time for our push poll, not push poll, but paddlers, paddlers report. Eric Mohabarak joins us to give us that info. Coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Yeah, they stroke, they pedal. That's how they get up close and personal with the fish. And we've got a special report for those paddlers with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find them in Mid-City, New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. Got some of the best kayak models for fishing and hunting from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, and Native Watercraft. Check them out at the website, MasseyOutfitters.com. They're also listed on Facebook. And joining us this morning is Captain Eric Mohabarak, operates one of the few charter operations that go in kayaks and eric uh, you say uh, it is official the louisiana sportsman show in gonzalez uh, has been canceled correct yes sir i was uh standing right there at the masses booth as you enter and they made the announcement at, at uh let's say six fifteen or whatever that there would no, no there would be no sportsman show for the for the next two days um it was pretty uh i don't even know how to say it, but pretty moving uh moment you know, just all the vendors, you know, lost. Everybody's smiling, having a good time, of course. And uh, even the workers, it, everybody just brought them so far down. It was kind of heart-wrenching. For me, you know, it's seeing the clients and customers and stuff like that and seeing the new products. But it's also, you know, I get to see, like, me and Mike ran and Mike Allen ran and each other guests. And, you know, some of the older captains and, and mm-hmm. people we don't get to see often, you know, because we're on the water. But uh, it was pretty moving. The only thing I can say is get out there and uh, support your local companies, such as Massey's and other ones. Uh, they, they, you know, they're taking a lick right now. And uh, if you can, if you need to buy something, try and buy it from a local local person. And uh, let's keep them let's keep them open until this this all passes. 
Got it. What can you tell us for somebody who's going to have some time on their hands now? Maybe wants to get the kids together or they've been, you know, maybe their their business is uh, closed temporarily or they're going to be working from home and they're going to have a little bit more time off and they want to get out on the water and go paddle for some fish. What can you tell them? Yeah, well, actually, I picked up on something yesterday afternoon uh, that I didn't send you. Um, Luke, uh, at Bay Sons, first of all, let's start with that. At Bay Sons, they've been doing pretty well with the, with some trout over there in that southwest corner. Uh, kind of if you Google it, it almost looks like a triangle. Um, and it seems they would been catching them on the Radlin shrimps under the cork. And um, also on the avocado green uh, uh, chartreuse, uh, H&H queen cockahoe, uh, you know, bouncing it off the bottom, kind of tight lining it. Um, also, they're catching some early in the morning on, uh, you know, top waters, various mirrorlaws and, and rapalas and different things, whatever your favorite top water lure is. Um, but my the thing I got yesterday is they're catching big bull drum off of Highway One by the bridges in Grand Isle. Uh, they're, they're massive, you know, they're up to 40, 50 pounds, and uh, that would be something great to take a young kid out and do. You know, that, you know, I just found out if that's peach shrimp on the bottom or crab, if you can get it, it work perfect for that. Um, other things that are going on, they've been doing pretty well down in Hopedale, uh, fishing at Spoil Canal. They've been picking up on some fish in there, um, some bass. They're using some jerk baits and stuff like that to pick up on the bass. And of course, uh, people have been filtering into the. Uh, into the marsh and out pulling out a few reds and stuff like that. So it's been pretty good. Fishing's picking up everywhere down my way. Also, we've been doing very well with the speckled trout. Um, and as far as that, I don't, you know, here's something for you, Don. I haven't heard uh, that the city park big bass rodeo is still going on. Well, they're debating on that, and I think we'll get an announcement forthcoming next week. I have not received anything officially on it. However, uh, there's nothing to prevent someone from going there and putting their kayak in and fishing in Bayou St. John if they want to do that at any time. You know, you don't have to do it on an official rodeo date if you don't want to. That's right. That's right. That's for sure. And Bayou St. John's will, will teach you some things about fishing in there. They do have some nice fish in there, though, for sure. Um, you can't put your your kayaks in the park, though. Um, no, that has we've been trying to get that done for years, but it hasn't happened yet. But you can put it in Bayou St. John. You know, that Absolutely. is. And uh, they do have some fish in there, especially if you live close to there. It's really easy. So, yeah, that sounds good. If somebody yeah, wants okay. to get a hold of you and they want to try their hand at kayak fishing, maybe bring the kids and do a weekday trip. Uh, tell them how to get a hold of you. Yeah, um, the easiest way is, well, through your website, Don Dubuque Outdoors Guy, or uh, the easiest way is the phone number, 504-313-8292. I'm also on Instagram and Facebook, The Louisiana Kayak Company. All right, my friend. Thank you for the report. Sorry to hear about the Sportsman Show closing down. I can understand how that can be emotional because that has become a Louisiana tradition for people to get together and kind of, kick off the spring season and to, to have it, you know, rug pulled out from under it and shut it down, is, is, it's sad. It really is. Well, yes, hopefully sir. we'll get through this stuff sooner than later. We will get through it. We will survive. And in the meantime, yeah. uh, the fishing and the hunting still remains the same. That never changes. Thanks again, uh, Eric. We appreciate it. All right, Don. You all have a good day. All right. Eric Mohabarak, one of our field reporters. Next week we'll have Brendan Bayard back on. they got that trout challenge on, too. BCKFC.org. Lots of information about kayak fishing there. Coming back after this, it's bad boy time. i got an update on the trial situation for the double whooping crane killer and also some guys who decided they wanted to uh, harvest some polluted oysters. 
not good. Bad Boys of the Outdoors next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, I did get an update this week from uh, Lizzie Condon, our uh, crane lady, and she tells me that the uh, Kenan Constantine trial is on schedule for by a judge, no jury, March 31st at 10 a.m., courtroom 7, Western District Court in Lafayette, for the double killing of whooping cranes that happened almost four years ago now and still has not gone to trial. Uh, anyway, it looks like now with some of the situation we've got with a lot of uh, court proceedings being delayed and postponed because of the coronavirus threat, that uh, he may get to wait even longer. Kenan Constantine uh, was accused back in, uh, now it's 2016, of killing two whooping cranes, had a juvenile with him. Not a good situation, and we will follow that until it is finally over. All right, right after this quick 10-second pause, we're going to tell you about some guys that were harvesting polluted oysters and why that is not a good idea for a number of reasons. Back with the bad boy, the outdoors, right after we pause 10 seconds to let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Well, several weeks ago, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries agents were on patrol in Lower Terrebonne Parish near Lake Harbor when they observed two subjects harvesting oysters in a polluted area and on unleased state water bottoms. The agents proceeded to cite Abelardo Carbajal Jr. and Voshon Darter, both from Homer, for taking oysters in a polluted area and unlawfully taking them from state water bottoms. Seized were five mini sacks of oysters which were returned to the water. Their boat and an oyster dredge were seized on a Wildlife and Fisheries Department seizure order. For taking oysters from an unapproved polluted area, facing up to a $950 fine and up to 120 days in jail, also facing having their oyster harvester license revoked for up to a year, and the possibility of performing 40 hours of community service and only being allowed to harvest oysters from a boat that is equipped with a vessel monitoring device. I guess that's the oyster boat version of an ankle bracelet. For up to one year, our 29-year-old Abelardo Carbajal Jr. and 25-year-old Voshan Darter, both of Homa, Louisiana, are bad boys of the outdoors. You know, putting contaminated oysters into public commerce is is really serious. Not only is it uh, stealing, but it also can impact the health of human beings. And I'm not sure that that fine and those penalties are stiff enough. What do you think? All right, let me get back to the uh, text message board here. Let's see. I got, oh, oh, good morning. The LHSAA Bass Regionals are canceled that were going to take place this morning. Uh, they're going to try their luck around Bayou Cuba anyway. All right, well, good for you. Bayou Cuba is in the Lake Catawachi area. Some pretty good bass fishing this time of year should be good. Here's one said, uh, let me hear more about the secret spot in Lake Catherine. Kids don't like to go all the way down to Hopedale. Well, it wouldn't be a secret spot if we told you. So until the uh, the reporter lets me divulge their identity and the location, uh, it will remain silent. And secret. All right, here's one says, call me an idiot, but what's the word or place y'all are saying? Sounds like mystigo. All right, I'm glad you brought that up because a lot of times we get hung up in jargon and talking among ourselves. We don't really realize that there's a whole world of audience out there that has no idea what we're talking about. It is Mr. Go, M-R-G-O, which is the abbreviation for the Mississippi River Gulf Outlet. It is the shipping lane that was closed down that runs all the way from uh, Breton Sound all the way up into the city of New Orleans. 
Uh, so I think about 70 miles long, big waterway, and it can be a popular fishing and area also for transporting boats. But that's what we, when we say Mystigo, it's actually the MRGO, Mississippi River Golf Outlet. All right, here's one that says, uh, oh, boy, we're getting a lot of toilet paper situations in here. This one says, um, as a substitute for toilet paper, leaves are too rough. I cut off part of my cotton undershirt, which is a lot more comfortable. Not comfortable wearing it, though, back home, is it? Nah, no, you, you don't bring it home. All right, also got a picture of someone showing another gentleman cutting someone's T-shirt. No caption, no words necessary to get what that means. Here's one says, I always carry a roll of paper towels in the truck for fishing, working around the farm, and when I go hunting. If I'm in the woods, this is another one. There's an emergency. I'll cut my underwear off and use them. Um, here's one that says, uh, I've come back from many a fishing or hunting trip with only one sock. That's from Beatico Tommy. I know where the other one went. Uh, and here's one that's good to hear the calming voice of the outdoors. It's Saturday amidst all the other current topics being reported on. Thank you. And thank you for that. That's part of what we do here. All right, here's another one that says, shirt sleeve, sock. Yeah, and here's probably the best one of the morning. Replacement for TP, Falcons jerseys. I'm not sure they're even uh, worthy of that. Anyway, we'll be back right after this. Talk to Captain Ryan Lambert. Get a fishing update for you from the Plaquemines Parish area, lower side, both east and west. That's what he does. He's at Cajun Fishing Adventures. Back with him right after this. Uh, the plastic man coming up, but right after him, we're going to be talking to Steve Westfall. If you're a whitetail trophy hunter and been thinking about dreaming about going to Kansas, got a rare opportunity. We're going to talk to Steve Westfall. He'll fill you in on the details. But right now, we take you live and direct to Ryan Lambert, the owner of the operator of Cajun Fishing Adventures in Buras, Louisiana. Ryan, you get an awful lot of uh, people from out of state that visit you. Are you starting to get a few cancellations here and there? Um a couple, not as many as, as everybody else. I mean, I, I know people that's lost 200 people already. So I, I haven't been affected as, as much. You know, it's, it's people that's going to fly in that have elderly uh, people with them that worry about it. So I don't know. We'll just have to let that play out. It hadn't been too, too bad on me yet. But I think the worst is yet to come, and then it'll get better pretty quick as it heats up. Yeah, I believe you're right. Well, we've, what that'll do might open up some opportunity for some local people who are within driving range, you know, close in from Mississippi, the Alabama area, Texas, where you've got several people that come anyway, and uh, get out there and do some of that social distancing out in the marsh with you. How's the fishing been? Oh, gosh, what a great week we've had. You know, I had two drive-ins yesterday. I did just that called the night before, you know, and I have so many guys we can usually fill that in, so... Uh, the, the fishing was great this week. I mean, it, it was a beautiful week. First good stretch of weather we've had in quite some time. I fly fished all week, had a great time, saw hundreds of fish. And uh, the, the boys won on the uh, east side, you know, fishing fishing their, their bait and catching lots of reds. Lots of lots of uh, juveniles right now, which is good. You know, uh, they was catching 40, 50, some of them, you know, before they got the limit of big fish. But, um, I, I, my fish were pretty, pretty good size. All the ones I caught were, were good sized tournament fish. So those guys that's coming to fish those tournaments, so, so they have a good time. There's a lot of those fish around, but the trout have, have started making their, their way out, uh, which is early, you know, usually April 1st or the next full moon, but, uh, they're already starting to make their way out. The water's a little warmer than normal and, um, it's starting to happen. You know, we're starting to catch trout all over the place. Ryan, you know what's on my mind this morning are those islands. With these light winds we're having, uh, 
they're going to be accessible. Uh, any of you guys make it out there or thinking about going out to the chandeliers or the lower Breton area to catch some of those trout that should be there by now? Well, normally they wouldn't be there until another three weeks, but they're already there. And uh, I haven't had a chance to go because I've been fly fishing. But uh, when I stop fly fishing for five minutes, I'm going to uh, – we'll run out there because um, – I'm sure the bull reds are still there too, but the trout are starting to make their way, as I said. So everything's starting to happen. It's uh, it's gonna be an early year for us, which is, you know, everything else in the world was late last year, but this year it's gonna be early. So we're gonna take advantage of that and start hitting those trout, and then you know, pretty soon you'll be able to catch some really nice trout too. So I, I look forward to that every year. I'm ganging up on that. I think I'm gonna fish crappie on Monday. I'm gonna crappie lays, and then I'll go right back down the river. Well, I'm looking forward to it, and uh, you're gonna. I'm, I'm gonna try to get down there and do some social distancing from some of the people and <laughs> enjoy a trip with you down there pretty soon. Maybe we we'll get some of those slumper yeah. trout. In the meantime, how do people find out a whole lot more about you? No, they can go to CajunFishingAdventures.com and they'll check it all out. We have a really nice website, and it kind of explains everything. Or, or they can call me at five zero four five five nine five one one one. And uh, that Gulf South breeze, there's no coronavirus on it, I promise. <laughs> well, they can talk to Miss Carmen. She knows a lot about you. She knows everything about oh, you. Unfortunately, <laughs> too much. <laughs> there you go. All right, have a great weekend, Ryan. Talk to you next week, my friend. You too, my friend. Bye-bye. All righty. Captain Ryan Lambert, we call him the plastic man because he never, never, well, I'm not going to say never, but uh, very rarely ever puts uh, live or dead shrimp on his hands. All right, we come back after this. Steve Westfall going to join us from uh, Irish Creek Outfitters in Kansas. If you are a deer hunter, he's got a great rare opportunity for a great deer hunt coming up during the month of December. We'll tell you all about it right after this time out, where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Just got an update from Robbie Campo. As he predicted, uh, he is now out of live shrimp already, and it's not even 7 o'clock in the morning, so make sure you got some plastic lures or you pick up some either dead or live bait before you get down there. He may have some dead bait, but don't count on uh, getting live shrimp if you're going to be at Campos Marina. Get some before you head down. All right, I've been telling you for a couple of weeks now we're going to get Steve Westfall from Irish Creek Outfitters on the air to talk about a unique opportunity for deer hunting in the state of Kansas. Irish Creek Outfitters, a lot of you have seen some of the TV features that we've done, hunting turkeys up there, hunt pheasant up there, but they have also got some super deer hunting all over the state of Kansas, and Steve's place is right in the middle of it. Steve, good morning. Thanks for being with us. Good morning, Don. Nice to be here. Very good. Steve, we don't have a lot of time, but if you could, in that time that we have, tell us about the type of deer that that you target up there. I've seen some of those monsters, and about this opportunity, when will that season be open for the rifle hunters that might want to come up there? Rifle season in Kansas starts this year on December 2 and runs through the 13th. We sell five-day hunts, so you can either have the first five days or the last five days of rifle season. I also have some archery dates available, and that runs mid-September through December. So there's a lot more opportunity there. The important thing in Kansas is we have a lottery draw, which means you have to go online with the Kansas Department of Wildlife and Parks and apply for a tag in April. And we can give you all those details if you're interested. Um, We are located in south-central Kansas, which is uh, south of Hutchinson and west of Wichita. Uh, how we like to hunt our hunts and, and run our hunts is we we put out corn feeders, we put out cameras, I have box blinds, I have ladder stands, it's all available. You just need to show up a day or two in advance. 
I will show you the property, give you advice, and then I get out of your road and let you do your own hunt. I like to call that a semi-guided hunt. Uh, if you kill, I will come with my mule or my Arctic cat, and we will retrieve the deer with you from the property so that you're not driving around on my leases with a pickup, creating problems with ruts and so forth. Um, the hunting lodge that you would be staying in is a, is a very comfortable two-story lodge. It has the ability to handle two different groups at a time. Uh, there are two separate living areas and two separate kitchens, so you can cook for yourself. Uh, we also have a wonderful restaurant not, not very far away if you just decide not to cook. I can handle up to 10 more hunters. I had a group that's been with me for a lot of years that decided this year they weren't going to get to come, and they gave up their position. So I could take uh, 10 more or two groups of five or something like that. And uh, we've got some pretty good deer. Last year, the biggest deer we killed was a 17-point buck that went 194 inches. Uh, he had broken off four times, so he would have been, been a 21-point buck. Of course, that's a, a non-typical, so they weren't, it wasn't just a perfect rack. But anything measures 194 is a perfect buck to me. It's pretty close. It's pretty close, Steve. What about the body weight? You've got some heavy deer up there, also. Yeah, we do. The biggest buck we've ever killed here weighed two ninety-five. Uh, the average of our bucks, a good eight-point buck, probably going to weigh between two twenty-five and two forty. And uh, and they're just they're just uh, a really nice set of deer. Uh, we have plenty of food. We have a lot of properties where we have a lot of wooded creek areas. We have milo, we have wheat pasture, we have alfalfa, we have soybeans. Um, we do put out some food plots and we do put out feeders, but in all honesty, um, we're not really feeding the deer. We're just patterning the deer so that we know where they're at and because uh, we have an abundance of food in this area. And you've got access to an awful lot of property out there. You maintain the stands very well. And you do you do the scouting for the hunter, so you're going to definitely yes. put them in, in the range. Give us an idea of the type of terrain. You know, we come up there and we talk to you about what we hunt down here in south. It's very thick woods a lot of times. You guys mm-hmm. have, have very unique uh, terrain that's very, very conducive mm-hmm. to deer hunting. Yes, we do. If we had, a, for example, 160-acre quarter section of ground, there might be 100 acres of farm ground and 30 or 40 acres of what we call a wooded creek area. Some of those wooded creek areas might only be 25 to 75 feet wide with big trees for good ladder stands. So even an archery hunter could reach both sides of the timber if a deer was walking down one side or the other, uh, uh, feeding in the edge of a field. Uh, it's very simple to get to. The walking distance would be less than a quarter of a mile in most cases. And uh, I think I think it's just quite enjoyable. The people I've, I've got a group of archery hunters that have been with me for six or seven years, and they're not going to give up their spot, so they they're pretty well locked in. Uh, the rifle hunters wanted to come back, but things just didn't work out this year. They've been with me for several years, so we have an opportunity for a new group to come in and, and make new friends and and get to see what we have. All right, Steve, if you would, give out your telephone number and your website okay. so people who are interested, okay. they can find out all about applying for that lottery and also sure. booking those dates. Right. Our website is irishcreekoutfitters.com. My cell phone number is 620-960-3894. And I, I like to visit, so I'd be glad to talk to anybody about the possibilities and the arrangements and and uh, I will tell you, I, mean, I'm, I don't mind telling anybody, we get $2,800 for a hunt. 
there are a lot of places in Kansas that get over $4,000. We think with a semi-guided hunt and the way we do things that we've got a pretty good value here. You're definitely a bargain. You're a day's drive away from anywhere in Louisiana and Mississippi, and I'm looking forward to making that drive. And uh, keep an eye out on the turkeys for me, Steve. And thanks for being with us and a great opportunity. I know you will. Talk to you later. Thank you. There he goes, Steve Westfall, Mm -hmm. Irish Creek Outfitters. Well, that's going to wrap it up. Uh, By the way, uh, programming note, there will be no more outdoors show this morning due to a technical difficulty with that station. And I'll see you all next week with the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.